Welcome back to the show. This is Convergence. I'm Daniel Suddeth with the Glasgow Daily Times. I am here with Brennan Crane, as always, from WCLU Radio. Exactly. How are you doing today, Brennan? I'm glad you pronounced it right. It, the first time. Brennan's being mean, <laughs> listeners. He won't let me get close to the microphone. I may have messed up the announcement of a couple of our you know, local media outlets, but that's okay. It's just another day in the life, you know, working exactly. here in the studio. Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, I just had one lunch story to tell you. Um, so I got some lunch today, and, you know, I've, I've told you where and all of that. I'm not going to go into detail here about that, but... Um, let's just put it this way. Um, I ordered one sushi roll for lunch, okay? And uh, while I was paying for it, the gentleman takes a second look and he says, he says, you just want one sushi roll? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's said, wrong. And I said, yeah. I was, That's judgmental. Said, you, you, could, you only want one sushi roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you expect? What's so, he trying to say here? I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he just, maybe it was the, the tie. I Maybe it was. It's probably the tie. Maybe it was the way I, this sweater fits. I, <laughs> man, that's that's terrible. You know, I kind of want to go to a safe space after hearing that. You know, I'm we don't have safe myself. spaces here in Glasgow. You <laughs> forgot. No, 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 no. Uh, today, you know, we're going to talk about something uh, that's pretty, I guess, prominent in the news right now, and something that is relevant for sure. I um, mean, it's the travel ID, and of course, we're going to be joined today by Barron County Circuit Clerk uh, Chrissy Cofields, who is in studio today with us to talk about what this means for uh, Kentuckians as a whole, and of course, Glaswegians and Barron Countyans, and how uh, this will impact you. So all of this today on Convergence. As I said, Chrissy Cofields is in the studio today. Good afternoon, Chrissy. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. The sunshine is beautiful today. I'm Absolutely. tired of rain. Absolutely. It's I'm doing well, too, guys. Thanks for yeah. It's been, still oh, yeah, we forgot. Yeah. We forgot this editor of mess some up, paper. You mess up this WCLU one time, and they never let you forget you get about it. You blackballed. I know. That's exactly it. Mm. Well, we all have heard, hopefully have heard, about uh, the real ID requirement and, you know, this... this a thing, if you will, that's, uh, you know, we need new IDs. Right. And we're going to have to have them by a deadline. And well, But what does this mean, uh, you know, in brief? Tell you us know, what Brennan, the real ID is to begin you with. You think people have heard about this mm-hmm. as much as the transportation cabinet, the circuit clerks, everyone has put out, tried to um, educate the community about this. But there's still a lot of people very confused about this. Um, and that just, it, it's just a very confusing situation. Um, The whole process started, believe it or not, back in 2005 when Congress um, passed the Real ID Act. And um, it came about from recommendations from the 9-11 Commission. Um, So that's how it all came about and was passed by Congress back in 2005. And we are just now, here it is, 2020, Mm -hmm. and October the 1st of this year, 
it will be mandatory that you have this um, travel ID if you wish to board a plane within the continental USA. If you're going abroad, you'll still have to have a passport for those purposes. Mm -hmm. But if you want to fly or you want to um, go into some governmental facilities, and if you're going to go on a military base, you will be required to have it, um, or a passport. The credentials needed, you know, for the real ID are basically the same as what you would need to produce for your passport. So they kind of modeled this um, whole act after the passport process. Sure. And so just for review, of course, if you've uh, had, a, for instance, a driver's license for several years now and you've, you've forgotten what you initially needed to get that, what... What's the process look like right now for someone who wants to apply for a driver's license or even just an ID card? Right. Currently, if you want just a standard operator's license, nothing's changed. You still go to your local circuit court clerk's office for that. Um, At this time, that's the process. Um, With the real ID, the transportation cabinet has taken over that whole process. Um, They tried a couple of pilot counties within the state And they just, during that process, they got a real vision of what the process was going to be like. So at that point, they decided going forward, we think it would be best for the citizens of the Commonwealth and the Transportation Cabinet in order for the Transportation Cabinet to be the issuing agency rather than the circuit clerks for that process. Sure, and if you've never applied for a passport before, I just know from personal experience, you know, there's, like you said, quite a bit more, I guess, verification of your identity involved. That's true, yeah. You know. That's the whole purpose. You know, mm-hmm. we know that since 9-11, nothing has been the same in the United States as right. far as the way we operate, the way we do business. So um, this is, you know, a result of that. Um, it's just trying to make sure that people are... Um, documented that they have the proper documentation to prove who they who they say they are sure sure and yeah i was gonna ask uh i saw you in the grocery store a couple weeks ago i had to mess with you i came up and you said hey what's going on with my real id how many you mean the editor of the daily times in the grocery store you know i like to go get my cat some good tuna that's where they have it at brennan some some salmon but that's a different story um, I was just messing with you because I, I know probably you get a oh, lot I know, of questions. I, get a thousand questions. I was going to ask you know, how regularly are you hearing from the public about well, this? Well, you know, they just a lot of they just want it. It's like anything, you know, it's the newest, latest, greatest thing. They do mm-hmm. not want to apply for a passport um, because they think it takes too long, the cost of it, um, you know. So they just really don't want to apply for a passport. So they want this combined driver's license, travel ID. Um, mm-hmm. That's what people want. So, you know, that's what we want to educate the public about giving them. And I know um, Daniel here, you know, said he had recently been in an airport and TSA kind of hassled him some over him having that outdated license. How'd that go for you? They just looked at you. They looked at your new glasses. And after they put me in that seclusion room for about three hours, it was fine. You know, I finally got to talk to my attorney. Last uh, time I was at the airport, I I had to be held back for extra security measures. I had some sort of substance on my hands. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Seriously. Well, in the airport now, you have to take off your shoes, your belt, about everything else, and everybody's on edge. But I already yeah, I do com- that. I was coming through. Like, you don't even like wear them. to the courthouse right They're now. They're like, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> I'm not used to having shoes on anyway. That's another story. 
<laughs> but, but I made it through the line and, uh, you know, in front of everyone. And I come up and you have to present your ID and your mm-hmm. ticket before you get on. And the lady loudly announces that uh, I have until October to uh, get my ID ready or I would not be flying anymore. And she this also made, is a Kentuckian. Exactly. Everybody right. spotlight. I was in sure. Phoenix Airport out in Arizona and made a spotlight on me. But uh, she, you know, made some other comments. But so I guess the reminder there is you got to get this done by October. But my mm-hmm. main question and. This has been documented, but you probably explained it better to me. Is why are we so late in getting this? Why are we exactly. one of the very few states left that doesn't? Not that this has anything to do with you, anything you can control, right. but true. you deal with this all the time. So why is it we are so far behind in yeah, this process? A couple years ago or more, the the legislature did pass for us to be compliant and basically, you know, pass the bill with all of the um, requirements in it identified, and then it made it to the governor's desk and it was vetoed. Um, So, therefore, that put us behind um, a year or more in the implementation of this. So, we're playing catch-up. And then um, Kentucky, we're a little bit of a different state, you know, in many ways, but especially with the whole concept of the DMV. A -hmm. lot of people that transfer in, they're used to going to one place and they get anything that's related to driving in that Mm -hmm. one place. So Kentucky, you know, the circuit court clerks um, have the issuance of driver's license. Well, our constitutional function is the keeper of the records and the court work. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, the license many years ago were placed in the circuit court clerk's office. So when they started trying to work on getting this um, all worked out with the equipment and the company, you know, they ran into some issues with that and, um, you know, the Department of Transportation's the keeper of the record. The clerks are the issuing agency, and the state police are the testing agency. So right. we have many cross, you know, executive branch, judicial branch mm-hmm. involved in this. So that makes it much more difficult with funding and staffing, and it's it has been an obstacle. Sure, and so. I'm oh, sorry. I was good, and we've already had a couple of extensions to meet yes, this. Yes, we curve. have. Yeah, and there's no more extensions to be given. And Kentucky is compliant right now because they are issuing the credentials. Mm-hmm. They are issuing the real ID. I actually was in Frankfurt for a meeting and actually went to the transportation cabinet there and um, applied for my real ID and got it in the mail about um, seven days later. Um, so I am a card carrying. Real ID. Um, real, I am compliant. You can fly Even anywhere though, you want. That's right. Even though I'll have to go back. Um, my birthday is this year um, that my license will expire. So I'll have to go back in September and renew it. But yet I won't have to go through the process of providing all of my documentation that I did in the first place. Sure. I told that TSA agent that I knew Chrissy Cofields and she hit me with a stun gun. But that's a different story. I know. Anyway, it, I, I can tell you're a little electric she today. Exactly. <laughs> she must have Googled my name. Exactly. Yes. So this is a good point, too, that you made. So. The travel, uh, voluntary travel ID, Right. Uh, this is something like, you know, if I go in right now and my license is on the verge of being expired, or maybe it is expired. Suspended isn't the same as expired, <laughs> well, you, first you know, of all. Well, you know, it was recently suspended, revoked, actually. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole nother story. But I go in, and of course, you're going to take it, and you're going to give me a new one, right? Right. That's exactly how you do that. Yeah, and so, it will look just like the one that you've got. Correct. So with the voluntary travel ID, you know, you mentioned you went to the transportation mm-hmm. cabinet there in Frankfurt. So when you applied for that, and they've sent you a new one, so do you have two IDs now? Do no. you have Okay, explain no. that. I um, just have the one that is a combined driver's license and travel ID. Okay. Um, you know, it's very 
bland i guess mm-hmm. you'd say it's not as pretty and as colorful as but they are laser printed mm-hmm. so they are very um secure in the mm-hmm. fact that they believe that they're able to not be tampered with sure. they have so many different security features embedded within the license um so they believe that you know they are um foolproof as far as being duplicated um but you know we'll wait and see how that process goes right but so someone goes, of course, uh, not to your office, but uh, say the county clerk's office to get a passport. Yes. Um, they are applying for a passport, which enables them to essentially leave the country, reenter Correct. all of that. But they say, okay, I'm not going out of the country. I'm never leaving the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you don't need the passport, but you might need the voluntary ID mm-hmm. because, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, maybe there's that time where you have to do an emergency flight or you that's right. true. Yeah. Anything can happen. And um, we just in- encourage individuals to either have a passport or get the travel ID because, you know, you just never know when that situation happens. You know, we all um, might travel at some time, might be potentially involved in an accident in another state. Mm-hmm. Family might need to get to us. Well, see, their choices are either going to be drive. Right. If they don't have the travel ID or... Um, attempt somehow to get a travel ID through an emergency situation, which those guidelines haven't been defined yet that I'm sure. aware of. But, um, you know, say it happened on a Saturday. Well, you know, most of the offices, the regional offices, will be closed more than likely on a Saturday. And so, um, you know, when I left there, I left with a piece of paper saying, when I left the transportation cabinet, I had a piece of paper that said that I had applied for my id Mm -hmm. and then i had my license stapled to it so if i'd had to board a plane during that process in the between the time of getting mine in the mail i could have with those you know because it showed that i had applied but um and that's you know a possibility that would work for tsa in an emergency situation um but yet you know they're not open 24 7 and you know Things happen sometimes at the most inopportune mm-hmm. times. So you talk about regional offices. Of yes. course, you know, your office is not issuing these IDs. No, we will not be issuing the travel ID, real ID. It's got so many different names, Confident right. Kentucky. Um, we will not be issuing those here in Barron County. That's a decision. Ever or just in the n- near future? Ever. Ever. Really? Okay. Because that's something the Transportation Cabinet has decided to take over. Mm-hmm. So it's a function of the Kentucky Department of Transportation. I guess, you know, you never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, the old saying, you never say never. So, you know, I don't want to speak or go out years in, in advance sure. for what the Transportation sure. Cabinet might do at some point. Um, but yet, in the near future, their process is going to be doing these on a regional basis. Right. And our regional location will be Bowling Green. And they're currently trying to get that set up, um, the main location. Currently, mm-hmm. they're in a temporary location. So they're servicing Warren County residents only right now. Um, kind of like when businesses have a soft opening, mm-hmm. they're kind of having a soft opening for this process. Because they're still conducting other business as well of individuals that come in and need other business from the regional offices. Um, so it is quite overwhelming for them. Um, I had been told that they were closing early so they can basically get everyone serviced by the time um, that they are uh, ready to close. So there will be 
regional locations throughout the state um, and Warren County will be ours along with um, a 10 county area so I'd say it's more than likely probably the Brad region since it's I think 10 county Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know that for sure but I do know that Warren County and the location will be down near the ballpark somewhere but the big thing that I really want to stress to people is just go to drive.ky.gov and that is the transportation cabinets website on there you can um, find out anything and everything you want to know you can set up for an email alerts as to changes that are taking place in the regional office so it will be the first notification besides probably the news outlets Mm -hmm. as to when Warren County opens up to the 10 county area Um, but you know you need to get this done by October 1st of 2020 in order to be able to fly unless you have a passport sure and have you been or I guess have you uh, received an indication so if I go to the airport um, post October 1 and I still have my old ID they're just going to say sorry you you're not going to board this plane right right or That's probably even get through the security checkpoint. No, you That's won't. true, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, won't. I, you know, they're but, adamant about it. Yeah. And you, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a federal mandate. Right. It's nothing locally that we've done. It's federal. Mm-hmm. It's part, you've obviously dealt with part, one of the many things you do in your job, licensing for a long time. I mean, do you really think a regional office can handle that many counties, especially that we're on this tight of a deadline with, you know, without having a huge staff? And Well, I don't think it's going to be a simple walk in and get it and, right. you know. There's going to be some weight involved, which when individuals come into my office um, now and they're transferring in from another state, there's a few things we hear. One, they're very surprised they get it the same day. Yeah, I was. And two, they're surprised that they don't have a longer weight than what they are. Exactly. Um, they will, you know, someone say moves in from California. They say, you know, they have to take off work the entire day oh, yeah. because it's a half a day process. Wow. You know, they'll be mm-hmm. waiting in line four hours, five hours. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Kentucky, we're not used to that. We're not used exactly. to driving a long way to get places right. that we want to go to work or whatever. Yep. Um, so, you know, that will be quite an adjustment for individuals. Sure. Um, they will have individuals there checking to make sure that you have the proper um, identification for what you're applying for ahead of time. Um so you won't wait for four hours and then get to the window and then say, oh, sorry, you don't have the right documentation. So they'll have individual stations checking the documents prior before you see a consultant or a representative to apply for that. Right. And I know I know if, when I went to your office, of course, um, it's funny because, you know, someone will open the door and see the line, you know, right. maybe at the door, which is considered long here. You know, it's yeah, like, oh, know. my gosh, I'm going to have to wait 15 Especially minutes. Especially if it's Thursday or Friday when we're testing. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, 15 minutes, oh, my gosh, you know, can't know. do it. But that's a good point that you made. I mean, there's a, you know, it could be a longer wait. It could be post a day, you know, that there's a lot of implications there. Uh, with this ID, you know, we talk a lot about flying with this, but, you know, we talked about even getting into federal facilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, just from experience, you know, like going to a military base or something, right. you know, you're you're looked at pretty much before you go in and everything. But what about other things? What about when you're applying maybe for federal benefits like Social Security or anything like that? Does this affect that? I don't think it affects that at all. Um, it it will not affect applying for benefits. A standard license or a standard ID will be available, you know, and be able to be used for sure. that. And I know, 
on everything. Of course, the website you mentioned earlier, all of these frequently asked questions are on there. However, coming from you is another point, I guess. So, you know, my license is going to expire maybe next week. Uh, You know, I have to get it renewed or I'm going to be issued a citation. Mm -hmm. But I want the real ID, but I don't want to go to Frankfurt, nor can I go to Bowling Green. So what's my option? Well, you'll really just need to go ahead and renew your license. And then if you want when it's available and you want to upgrade, there will be a $15 fee to um, upgrade to the to the travel ID. Sure. And what uh, what would the pricing look like? You know, for instance, my license is good, you know. So by October yeah. 1, um, I, I won't have to renew. But if I want to go in or if I want to apply now, what's the pricing like for that? Like right now, it's $20 to renew your license. Mm-hmm. If you were getting the sta- or the travel ID, it would be $48. Okay. Yeah, so that's and then just a standard operator's license will will increase um, as well for the different prices as well because they'll be given an option of four years or eight years. So and I think the transportation cabinet eventually, um, you know, has ideas of moving forward with the as we were talking earlier about generation things mm-hmm. um, because they know that you know generation. Um, right now, they want everything to be able to do a lot of it online. They want exactly. to be able to renew online. So, you know, a lot of states do that. So I think eventually Kentucky will move toward those types of um, services of being available for individuals. So it may make going to a regional office not, you know, as necessary unless you're just applying for the first time. Sure. And, and just as a note here, just this is completely off topic, uh, but I do remember being, I guess it was a county clerk's office in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just like a machine there where you can do all the work yourself. Right. You know, you kiosks, exactly a kiosk mm-hmm. and you, you know, print your license out and everything for you. You know, you yeah. stand there and one, two, three, it takes your picture. Whereas in your office, wow. it's, it's more involved. It is. It's uh, more, you know, face to face involvement. Sure. Uh, which, you know, in the South, we like that. Kind exactly. Of, it's positive. Well, yeah. you know, Tennessee, I, I don't know, further South, I guess. But it is. It's true. You know, <laughs> maybe but it was just this one time. Maybe but, Tennessee's a little, they've had that. Um, they've had advancements in mm-hmm. this area for a while, you know, so sure. they've been ahead of Kentucky in the issuance of these IDs. Right. Mm-hmm. How much farther ahead do you think we would have been in this process had we not had the issues with our uh, well, governor, probably, former governor? Yeah, probably a this. year, you know, because it did set us back and they were unable to put out the um, proposals for, you know, the equipment, the company do it, which there are very few, I think there maybe are two vendors available throughout. Um, Indemnia is our vendor in Kentucky. So, um, and they have done these across many states, but, you know, it took the request for proposals. It took time to get that done. So, you know, they could have been, you know, I think we would have been well, well into issuing um, statewide by now if the veto hadn't have occurred. Absolutely. Us over under, how many times did it take Brendan to get his license? We're talking about five, 10, 15. I'm just kidding. Oh, who knows? I'll have you know that I passed the written and driving test on the first try. Fourth time? Well, uh, if I were driving... Have you seen him drive? Yeah. You know. <laughs> I was going to say, if I were it driving a, yeah. your vehicle... I hope I, it wasn't that I saw, a, oh, I saw a buggy passing one day on the oh, road. Really? But, uh, Did you know, I recently rode around with Officer Michael Bergen of the Glasgow Police Department. He informed me... God bless him. That inf- was a really good interview. Mm. Well, thank that you. That was nice. Thank you. Well, the thing about it is, is he informed me about... Uh, 
you know, um, what what an officer has the authority to do in the case of someone driving under the influence. And Rude. if they're operating uh, a horse, they have to arrest them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's a, I think the, the KRS says may arrest if it's a, with a vehicle. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but if you don't have your real ID, you're not going to get on that flight. That's all that, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. And, that's you know, true. like you said, I think the biggest thing here is it's okay. Oh, I'm never getting on an airplane. Never. Sure. But you never know. Like you said, you never know. And eventually, you know, I see this being something that's probably going to be finagled some way to essentially make you get it you know to be compliant with it just because you know it's just one of those things you You know know, and it's it's there's so many options you know when you go in you know do you want the well right now you know you go one place to get either the standard driver's Mm -hmm. license and then you go another place to get the real id so there's not much confusion but yet if they were both being done in the same location it would kind of be like a menu of going into a restaurant do you want um, the standard operator's license, or do you want the travel ID? Do you want it for four years, or do you want it for eight years? So, sure. you know, people get confused, you know. We have too many right. options, you know. When I go down the cereal aisle in the store, you know, there's just way too many <laughs> exactly. options for me. Yeah. So, um, you get nosy newspaper people coming up behind you asking you about I licensing. Know it. You know, you just can't go anywhere <laughs> yeah. when you're. No, you're a star, local star. You got a public official. Wear a disguise but hey, that's public. fine. That's fine. Can I get exactly. the one out of Brennan's yeah. trunk? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the mask he offered me. Actually, there's, yeah. speaking of cereal, there's two boxes in my floorboard right now, but it's not because I keep food in my car, it's because I had two boxes boxes of cereal here um at, at the station and you know i decided i was going to take it home he's afraid uh, that sushi roll won't fill him yeah, yeah, I know. exactly a, i need two or three more that's right that's right <laughs> yes. but hey this is a serious topic guys, exactly that, exactly um you know people you know are having lots of questions mm-hmm. so i just cannot emphasize enough to go to drive.ky.gov that is the transportation cabinet's website. Um, you can do a uh, checklist on there and, mm-hmm. and print it out, and it'll tell you exactly what you need. Um, women have a little that have been married or divorced have a little bit harder time because we have to prove that um, br- we have to have that bridging document as to why our name has changed from right. our birth certificate um, to the current driver's license or whatever, you know, our name is. And, 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 you know, I was just interested in this too, with the transportation cabinet taking this over, are they also going to um, say like, you know, I know your office, of course you can uh, register to vote through Mm -hmm. that. And all that is all of that still going to be allowed via the transportation cabinet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good deal. Very informative, as she said, go to this website. She printed, uh, printed myself off a nine-page copy here, and it literally answers about any question you could yeah. possibly have. I, I just know from personal experience, you know, because we're comparing this to passport, uh, getting a passport. Mm-hmm. The passport process is extensive from the fact that you have to have multiple forms of ID, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a bit to get that passport because you're having, you know— you know, on the other side, they're having to verify all of that. Right. So with this, you know, new ID, again, I, I think the biggest thing I'm drawing away is that you might not fly or you might not be going to the White House anytime soon, but it sounds like if you don't have it, you know, you might be in a world of hurt if you need uh, the, I guess, you know, what am I trying to say? You, you want to, I guess, get the Better benefits from having sorry. it. Yeah, that's it exactly is, but it. But I don't want anybody to think, you know, that they they can't live without it because you know they can but it just might restrict them in in some ways but you know if they absolutely know i have never been out of the country or i mean out of the state Mm -hmm. i don't want to go out of the state 
if you know then somebody you know somebody else is going to take care of the issue right. if something does happen with a relative or whatever or a friend out of state sure and uh you know just because i'm sure people i know i've i've heard people uh either say this that are working in your office or people that sit down there to have their picture made ask this but uh, just for jokes you can smile on this can't you no are you serious? I'm serious. It's just like I, a passport. Oh, my picture on my real ID, you know, mm-hmm. like just a blank expression. And, and this and is And that's a, hard for me cuz yeah. I love to smile. Yeah, and and what about glasses? I know when I, I had, had my I had to take my glasses yeah, off. Yeah, I had my passport picture made. I had to remove my glasses. They I look, want to see everything. Yeah. Looked like Daniel you. after that. Did yeah. you? You don't yeah. want that. That's oh, problems my, you right know, there. So, yeah. you know, people say I hate to show this picture. Well, I kind of do, but you know, I I Occasionally, people do ask, you know, locally, if you write a mm-hmm. check or use a credit card or something, can I see a support, you know, your driver's license? Right. You know, and I keep waiting for somebody to say, "Oh, this is one of those new ones, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. They haven't done it yet. So I'm really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like waiting patiently, staring. Just wait. I know. I'm just they? like, wait, wait. Well, you know. we, uh, you know, that's great. As the circuit clerk, you have uh, took taken your step and obviously Set applied and, and got yours. Yeah. So you know, and another thing about these, you know, the clerks' names are no longer on them, hmm. so they're not signed. that pretty signature of yours won't be there. They're they're not, um, you know, identified as being from any particular county. Mm-hmm. So like the current license are. So um, that's another thing. You know, when the transportation cabinet decided to take it over, right? Well. When the bill was designed, it was designed to remove the clerk's names. And they have a little star. That's the distinguishing feature, that it Mm -hmm. is a travel ID. It has a star on it. Right. Um, And, of course, you know, if you want to be an organ donor, that emblem is still on there as well, um, which is something that's near and dear to clerk's hearts. So Sure. All right. Well, that, you know, that's extensive, and I'm glad that you came in today to talk about this because, again, an important topic for sure and uh, something that I think, especially here in Barron County, that's uh, important uh, because, you know, it's important across the state, but, of course, I know you are elected by the citizens of Barron County. So, you know, this is especially going to them uh, and to get this, you know, to take action on this, especially right. if you, you know, really do travel a lot, if you're going into facilities that this is going to be required. So October 1st is the deadline. That's the deadline. Right. And that's the, that's what the state has set to say. Actually, it's a federal or date. Or the federal, it's yes, federal, federal date, date for so, the state. Right. right. For all across the nation. Yeah. You know, that's it. So, well, you know, in most people, you know, they go to Bowling Green for something, mm-hmm. whether it be a doctor's appointment or... Daniel you know, goes, yeah, he goes to get cat food and excess. Yeah. They have pretty many, good selection. Many, many options, you know, that you might have to, that you go there. Yeah. So um, when people think, you know, I have to go to Bowling Green. Yeah. Well, it's only 32 miles away. Mm-hmm. They'll make the hours convenient. Um, and we all usually are there sometime or another. Sure. So it shouldn't be as big a deal because we make arrangements when we need to go for a doctor's appointment. So it's going to be, it should be no different than anything else that you need to do in Bowling Green. You sure. just have to set a time to do it. So That sounds good. Well, Daniel, do you have anything additional? I sound get out there and get your ID. Don't let that TSA clerk make an example of you mm. like she tried or, to me. Right. That's all I can say. They are down. trying to keep us safe, though. It's a tough job. So yeah, Next episode, we'll talk about what it's like to be tased. <laughs> Yeah. Are you planning on experience that? This you week? can come back. Can yeah. I come back? Yeah. In, in is that fact, a taser? Teaser? Never mind. Is that Sorry, a teaser? That terrible. Is that a, t- yeah. a teaser? That's a teaser. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a teaser. All right. Thank you for coming in today, Absolutely. kids. Thank so you so much. Kristen.
I don't know about you, but I, it sounds like I need to get a real ID. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, time is of the essence. Don't want to wait to the last minute because you know how it goes. When something's new and it's, you know, hate to say it, controlled by the government, a lot of times you're going to look at some long lines. You're going to be waiting a while. So mm-hmm. it is unfortunate, though. I will say to have to drive all the way to Bowling Green, I know it is it is what it is, I guess, as they say at this point. But, you know, yeah. you're going to have to plan early and, and be ready to do that. Well, and I like to bring this up, too. You know, I get it. Again, like I said extensively during this episode, you might not fly or you might not go into military bases or something, but there's always that one time where you need to or you have to. Um, And it it just goes to October 1 um, is right before fall break. So if you're maybe planning a flight to, you know, go somewhere on vacation later this year um, and you don't have a real ID, well, when you get there to the airport, like you said, the TSA clerk's going to say, oh, oh, sorry, this uh, bunch of Kentuckians again. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, to editorialize for a minute, you know, Christy's too nice to say it, and there's nothing that can be done about now, but Governor Bevin um, vetoing this was totally idiotic. It was pointed out by a lot of people at the time that what he was trying to do was not – logical, sensical, anything else. I mean, this is a federal program that like every other state literally in the nation is doing, but for some reason he wanted to push it. I think the only thing that saved him a lot of backlashes at the time is there's still a lot of people don't really understand it, especially Mm -hmm. then. And then they looked, oh, 2020, that's plenty of time, yada, yada. Well, here we are looking at 2020. People are realizing, hey, guess what? I don't have enough time to go do all these things now. And it's just a situation that didn't have to occur this way. Sure. And and I can agree to the extent of I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that Kentucky has been behind. Uh, with that being said, the point is now that we are we're being federally mandated or, you know, we have to be in compliance with this completely by October one. And like Chrissy said, we are in compliance. We're begin we have begun the issue issuance, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, of these real ID, travel IDs, you know, what's the other term she used, uh, has all these different names. But nonetheless, this is something important, something that I think you should pay attention to. And like she said, you know, you can't do it here in her office, but you can go to Bowling Green to do it. You can go to Frankfurt, but you can't go to Bowling Green yet, only if you're a Warren County resident. So if you're listening in Warren County and you live there, great, go get it. Yep, so. Absolutely. If not, we got her Pay attention and go get it done when you can. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think you should probably get Daisy, your cat, one. Oh, she likes to fly, you know. (laughs) She usually uses a broom, but that's another story. (laughs) Daisy Lane, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Sounds great. Sounds great. I'm sure she's listening. Well, thanks again, Daniel, for joining me, and I'm happy to join you as always. And, of course, we can't thank Chrissy enough for coming in today. I know she's a busy lady. You know, taking time out of her day to uh, come in and talk about this is uh, something that we want to thank her for. So if you haven't got your real ID yet, go apply for it. Get it, because you heard it on the local podcast. Convergence is an editorial and news podcast brought to you by the Glasgow Daily Times and WCLU Radio. For more information, you can contact Glasgow Daily Times' newsroom at 270-678-5171 or WCLU's newsroom at 270-651-9149. Convergence is hosted by Brennan Crane and Daniel Suddeth.